Welcome to NBA Storytime. I'm Jamel Johnson. Today's story is about a down-on-their-luck team that got a second chance and proceeded to do absolutely nothing with it. Rumpet! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not often in life we get a second chance, a backseize, a retry, a redemption, a second bite of the apple, another crack at it, a mulligan, a do-over, if you will. In basketball, that means when the clock hits double zero, that's it. Game over. You can't turn back time, Cher. This is because things tend to get weird when you try to run it back. Like that one time the Hawks and Heat replayed the last minute of a game three months after they first played it. Didn't know that could happen? It can. I'll explain. It was December 19th, 2008. That's a mere six days before Christmas for those keeping score at home. The Miami Heat were locked in a close 114-111 OT battle with the Atlanta Hawks, who were just holding down the seventh seed in the East. Ricky Davis. Hit it off the rim and grab it. Yeah. Yes, that Ricky Davis, in true Ricky Davis fashion, ends up with the last shot at the end of regulation for the Heat. But it rimmed out and the game got sent to OT. I should also mention here that in 2008, I was working at Lindsay Chevrolet, located on Route 1 in Woodbridge, Virginia. Wait, that's not it. What I meant to say was the Heat were just two years removed from their championship with a young Flash, Dwayne Wade, and an old Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal. This team was not that team. Flash played in 51 games that season, and Shaq was, well, two years older and two years into a period in Shaq's career where he became less of a basketball player and more of a semi-truck and a tank top. To be blunt, his ass was beginning to taste worse. Tell me how my ass tastes. The big shamrock went nutty on that freestyle, but I digress. This particular Heat squad was 7-18 at the time of the game and a huge disappointment. Not to mention they got swept out of the playoffs the year before. Pretty shoddy title defense. Since legally he couldn't give the team back to Stan Van Gundy, Coach Pat Riley was trying everything he knew to turn things around. Remember this for later, it will become important. With 51.9 seconds left on the clock, the immortal Udonis Haslam fouled the eternal Al Horford. Both these dudes have been in the league since 1943. This foul has happened hundreds of times throughout history. They're Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Fatality. But the scorer's table accidentally attributed the foul to Shaq, giving him six and erroneously fouling him out of the game. Miami inbounded, came up empty on their possession, and Anthony Johnson nailed a clutch floater to seal the game away before they added a meaningless free throw. Final score, 117-111. Heat lose. Or did they? Remember when I said Pat Riley was trying everything he could think of to right the heat ship? 
Well, after the game, he noticed the scoring error and put in a protest of the game's outcome to the league, saying, quote, We were fighting for anything. So we protested the game and hoped that we would continue to win and that we would have another shot at winning this one. Pat knew the league could force teams to replay games if they ruled in his favor. How could he have possibly known this obscure rule, you ask? Because he's Shang Tsung, duh. Your soul is mine. And it happened to him when he was the coach of the Lakers in the 80s. Riley's going crazy. He apparently thinks it did hit the rim. And that time it had overturned a Lakers victory and turned it into a loss. So Pat was still salty 26 years later. My man can hold a grudge. This time, the replay was in Pat Riley's favor, and the court of the NBA upheld his protest. They ruled that the Heat and Hawks would replay the last 51.9 seconds of the December 19th game the next time the two teams played, which would be March 8th, 2008, which happens to be nine days from St. Patrick's Day. The Heat got their do-over. The game would restart at the same exact point that the fucked up foul occurred, with Scott Foster watching atop the Jumbotron with a Phantom of the Opera mask on. The game started at the same point, but the teams weren't exactly who they were before. By the time both squads got back together in March, a lot had changed. For one, Alonzo Mourning didn't play because he had torn knee ligaments in that original game back in December. Sadly, he would never set foot on an NBA court again. I'm talking about Alonzo Mourning. He called it a career today. Two, the reason for the season, one Mr. Shaq Diesel had been traded to the Suns. I introduce to you the newest member of the Suns, Shaquille O'Neal. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Which meant the big Shaquillink couldn't play in the last 51.9 seconds of the game. Daquan Cook took his place. So after almost three months of waiting, the Heat and Hawks could finally settle the game but the stakes were also much, much lower. Pat Riley's protest might have saved him from that initial L, but in between the two games, he took 32 more losses on their way to finishing an abysmal 15 and 67. The Hawks were still fighting for an eighth seed and a playoff berth at 26 and 36, so it wasn't a completely useless minute, sort of. The two teams lined up and Miami inbounded the ball. Now, you may be expecting to hear a replay of the highlights in that overtime. Cuts to the basket, defensive stops, last-second shots, fans yelling hate speech, stuff like that. Honestly, we could play the whole thing for you. It's less than a minute. But nothing happened. Nobody scored. Mark Blount missed a jumper. Joe Johnson missed a jumper. D. Wade missed a jumper. That's it. More interesting than the game itself is all the weird stuff in the box scores. The Heat would lose the full game they were going to play later that night to the Hawks as well as the replay game, giving them two losses in a day. Another fun box score nugget is while on the Suns, Sean Marion had played and lost against the Portland Trailblazers on December 19th. Then he was a part of the check trade, and he appeared in both games that March day for the Heat. So he is credited for playing for two NBA teams on the same day and basically losing all three games at once. Lastly, because most news outlets didn't have protocol for printing a game played over two days, three months apart, many of the box scores simply read 0-0 Hawks win, which is objectively hilarious. So nothing changed for the Heat and Hawks. In fact, in the six replayed games in NBA history, only two of them, Riley's Lakers Spurs in 1982 and Warriors Hawks in 1952 
changed the original outcome. Crazy how all these games included either the Hawks or Pat Riley. But it is nice to see that the NBA will take responsibilities for referees fucking up and call do-overs. At least if you complain enough. Harden the steal and the dunk. Oh, he missed it! No, that, that, that was a, That ball went that through was good, yeah. and it came out. It's two points. And since they can't review it, uh, yeah, James Harden's going to miss out on two. This episode was a part of the Seeking Justice for James Harden Awareness Campaign Awareness Fund. listening to NBA Storytime. I'm your host, co-writer, and stretch three on the floor, Jamel Johnson. Harry Swartout is our producer, co-writer, and a man heavily invested in rec specs. Daniel Hardigan is our script editor and the guy who mops up after people who fall down under the basket. Haley O'Shaughnessy is our consulting producer and leading the league in bench points. Devin Shepard is our production coordinator and the only one who makes sure we all get on the team bus on time. John Yales and Peter Moses are our executive producers, and they also insisted on calling their own fouls. Real good to you guys. Got an idea for a story you want us to tell? Leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll put it in front of our podcast homeowners association to see if we're allowed to make it sometime in the future. And I'm not repainting my fence. NBA Storytime is a Blue Wire podcast. Catch you next time. Next time.